0: Welcome to Life Source Church. Subscribe to our podcast on iTunes or SoundCloud. Today, you're going to hear a message from Pastor Walt that we hope encourages you. You know, we um, as a nation make a really big deal about Christmas. And one of the ways you can tell um, that something is a big deal in our country is by how much money we spend on it. Well, the National Retail Federation of the United States estimates that this year Americans will spend 720 billion dollars on Christmas-related spending. Now, there's another organization, Deloitte uh, Industrial Insights, I can't remember the name, but anyway, they're estimating over a trillion dollars this year. Um, and so that's a bunch of money, isn't it? Um, they estimate that of that amount of money that four to five hundred billion dollars is actually spent on Christmas gifts. Okay, a bunch of gifts. Now, how many of you have already finished your shopping? Uh, Not very many. How many of you say, I still got shopping to do? Okay, well, I got some ideas for you here today, okay? I went online and found some special gifts that you might want to uh, pick up here at the last minute. The first ones are custom-made gold shoelaces. <laughs> only 10 are gonna be made, and by the way, the $19,000 includes free delivery to anywhere in the world, okay? okay. Uh, then, Leontine Linens Home Trousseau, ultra-luxurious sheets, towels, shams, pillow covers, and dinner napkins. They will arrive pressed <laughs> and ready for use for only $55,000. Then there's the G1 glass pool table, which uses 15-millimeter thick glass to provide a see-through, shock-proof surface. Got an extra 73000 hanging around? That's what upset you back. Now, really, we're we gonna get cool now. These sunglasses, only $383,000. Uh, includes a solid gold frame and diamond-studded pieces on it. Now, before we go to the next one, how many of you like perfume? Uh, quite a few hands Okay, well, here's a special deal for you. The House of Creed Bespoke Fragrance Journey, a unique scent developed just for you. Includes a week in Paris in 24 14-karat bottles and 12 14-karat gold-accented leather atomizers for only $475,000. Then there's the Go Vacuum, which features a 10-amp motor, a 14-inch cleaning nozzle, and only weighs 16 pounds. And, oh, by the way, it's gold-plated and there are only a hundred, only a hundred in existence. Now, the, the good deal is it's on sale. It was a million dollars, now it's only 999,999 dollars, okay? And the last gift here, before, before you go to it, how many of you are dog lovers? Oh, okay, all right, here you go. The Amour Amour dog collar boasts 1,600 diamonds. 1,600 diamonds, including that seven-carat stone there in the center, a total of 52 carats, all mounted on a black alligator leather dog collar. Your pup will be the talk of the town. Just a mere $3.2 million. Now the problem is if you say, yeah, I want to get these, I doubt you can pick them up on Amazon. You know, you're, you're running out of time for that. Well, I'd like to spend just the next few minutes just sh- talking to you about the, really the very best gift of all. The very best gift. Um, it's, it's a gift, that the, the best gift that's ever been given. The most valuable gift that's ever been given. And it's a gift that's, that's still available today to everybody who is here today. As, as the kids sang in that, that last psalm, they say, uh, the best thing of all... It's not a thing you can buy. Not the glitter or the gold of the tree. The best thing of all is God's great gift of love. It's Jesus come to live and die for me. And that's the gift that I want to talk to you about here for a little bit this morning. So let's consider what the Bible has to say about God's great gift to us. What is it? Well, in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, it says this, that the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Eternal life. Now, uh, eternal life is, first of all, eternal, okay? It lasts forever. But what you see is it's not our natural life. This, this eternal life is not our life by nature. It's a life that we get from God. It's God's life. He is eternal, his life is eternal. And it's a life that, that we have that uh, will take us, when this life is over, will take us into the presence of God in heaven when this life ends. And so this is the gift that God has for us in which we have to determine whether or not we accept or not. So let's just uh, consider a few things here about eternal life and the first one is this, that we do not start with eternal life. We don't start with eternal life, we start with our normal human life Uh, and we, we don't have eternal life because our sins have separated us from a relationship with God. The scripture says this, for all, have sinned and come short of the glory of God we've all sinned and come short nobody has uh, been perfect the Jesus said that we need to be perfect like his father in heaven is perfect well I don't know about you many many years ago I already blew perfect right and I've messed that up many many times since Nobody's perfect, and yet Jesus says we must be perfect. So that's what this verse is saying, that God has a standard uh, of of right and wrong and holiness and and the way he he has told us that we are to live. And the problem is we all fall short of that. None of us have lived the way that we ought to. We've all done things that we know we shouldn't have done. And we've all not done things that we know we should have done. We've all done things with wrong attitudes. I, I mean... We understand this, I think, right? We've all failed to measure up to God's standards. And that's a problem. uh, Because God is a holy God. And here we are, a sinful people. And how do we bridge that gap? How do we get a relationship with the holy God when we are sinful people? In Isaiah uh, chapter 59, it says, It's your sins that have cut you off from God. And so here's, here's the situation. The Bible says that we are all born this way. We are all born with a, a, a nature that wants to go our own way, do our own thing, that tends to be self-centered, and we work hard not to be. But when push comes to shove, sometimes we still are. And, and that has separated us from God. And if we die in that condition, and we find ourselves standing in judgment before God, the, God is going to judge us on the basis of how we've lived our lives, what we've done, what we've not done, what our motives were, what our attitudes, all of those things. And when he lays all that out, it's gonna show time and time again that what? I have sinned, I sinned here, I sinned there. I had a really bad day here. There's a lot of sins that day. And it's just gonna show that we have not measured up. And so therefore we are separated from God. So we've died in this condition, we face this judgment separated from God, the, the Bible tells us that we will be then separated from God forever in a place called hell. And, and that's, that's just a terrible, terrible thought. And that's why this gift of God is so important and why it is so valuable to us. So we don't start with eternal life because sin has separated us. And then the second thing is this. Eternal life cannot be earned. It has to be accepted as a gift from God. The Scripture says, for by grace you have been saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any should boast. And so here's the idea. We find ourselves in this situation where, yes, we have failed. We haven't measured up to God's standard. We have repeatedly failed. We repeatedly sinned. So we find ourselves guilty before God, and we think, well, maybe I can make up for it, you know? I'll go to church a lot more, I'll get baptized, I'll I'll give money, I'll do good works, I'll I'll reform my ways. But the problem is, is that we've already messed up. You can't go back and undo what's been done. And God says there's no way we can earn it. It is a gift from Him, not of works. In other words, there's no good works that you can do that are gonna fix this problem. We, We only accept it We have to accept it as a gift, okay? Very important to understand, we can't fix the problem. Only God has, and here He has. And how He did that is by sending His Son into the world. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit, one God, and that's kinda hard for us to get our heads around, I know. But God the Son came down to Earth, which we celebrate at Christmas time, and He took on a human body and became a man and lived a sinless life, the Bible tells us. And the Bible tells us that as, as he hung on the cross there, that God took the penalty for my sins, the penalty and guilt for my sins, which are many, many, many. And the penalty and guilt for all of your sins, and the sins of the whole world, he died there paying that penalty for us, so that we wouldn't have to. Now, we to talk more about that in a minute. Uh, but he, so he died paying the penalty, rose again from the dead, alive, showing that indeed his, his payment was successful and, and he is alive today in heaven. So I want you to understand, some, the, the scripture says that he himself is the means of forgiveness for our sins. He has provided a way for us to be saved. He has provided a way for us to have eternal life. And so that's why it's called a gift. Who paid? I mean, I know, have you noticed that... Um, We say gifts are free, right? If if you get a gift, I mean, if if I was gonna give you this Bible today, if I was gonna give this Bible to Rich here and I say, hey Rich, I wanna give you this gift and and I give it to him and he takes it and I say, now all you gotta do is give me $10 a month for the next two years. Would that be a gift? No, because gifts are free, but only to the people receiving them. The person who's giving the gift has to pay, don't they? Well, see, that's what God did for us because He loved us so much and wants to give us the gift of life. He purchased the gift of eternal life for us, paid for by His Son as He hangs there on that cross. And that brings us to this third thought, that eternal life is only found in Jesus. It's only found in Jesus. And so you must believe in Him and receive Him as Savior in order to receive God's gift of eternal life. So let's, let's talk about gifts here again for just a little bit. So we have the gift. Somebody had to pay for it, and then they're going to give it to somebody. Well, let's look at what the Scripture says here in 1 John 5. It says, God has given us the gift of eternal, or given us eternal life, and this life is in His Son. Okay, so God has paid for the gift He's paid for eternal life. As as the Son of God, God in human form, hangs on the cross, dying and paying the penalty for our sins, He purchased the gift, eternal life. And where is that life found? Where does it say? In His Son, okay? So here's the picture. This is, is, is the package, and the gift is inside, isn't it? Okay, so the idea is this. Is the gift, eternal life is in this package, and the package is the Son of God. And so the way we receive the gift of eternal life is by receiving the Son of God. Because in Him, we have eternal life. And so it boils down to this. Uh, this, This passage of Scripture continues and says, He who has the Son has life. And he who does not have the Son does not have life. That's pretty straightforward, isn't it? Pretty clear that if we want to have the gift of eternal life that God has provided for us, we must receive Jesus Christ as our Savior, for it is in Him that we have eternal life. And so the Bible tells us this that we receive Christ as Savior by first we need to acknowledge that we have sinned against God. And I, I said, if we're honest, we know that that we've sinned against God, our sins have separated us from God, doesn't mean we might not believe that he exists, but we're separated because of our sin. And then we believe that Jesus is who the Bible says he is, that he did die paying the penalty for our sins, and that he did rise again from the dead, the way the Bible says. And then we can, by faith, say to God, oh God, I've sinned, Uh, my sins have separated me from you, but I believe that your son Jesus died and paid the penalty for my sins and rose again. So God, as best I know how, right now, I receive Jesus as my Savior. And, and I, I receive Jesus and I receive the gift of eternal life that you have for me. And the Bible says that when we come to that point in life and we make that, that's, this is a one time and a lifetime decision. You make this decision to receive Christ as Savior. The Bible says that we have eternal life. That means as soon as this life ends, and this life does end, and we don't know when, could be today, could be many years from now, but when this life ends, we continue to live in heaven with the Lord and with those who've gone on before us. Uh, And um, so we have eternal life. Second thing it means is that every sin has been forgiven because the Bible says that Jesus died for all of your sins. All of your sins that you have ever committed, you ever will commit. Jesus died paying the penalty for those sins. And so when you receive Christ as Savior, he forgives every sin. He will never hold that sin against you as far as having a relationship with him. And then finally, God himself moves in. That moment you say, I received Jesus as Savior. You're receiving him and his life, eternal life, into you. God moves in. And he begins to change your heart, begins to change how you think about things, begins to change what you think you ought to do or not do. And he he can begin to help you to learn to live the way that he wants us to live, the way the Bible says that we ought to live. And so, really boils down to today. You're in one of two positions here today. Either you've already received the gift of eternal life because You already accepted God's gift. You received Jesus as Savior and you have eternal life. You're either in that position today or you're in the position where you really haven't ever settled that. You haven't received Jesus as Savior and therefore you don't have eternal life. What I wanna give you an opportunity today is if you're here today and you haven't settled this issue with the Lord and received Jesus as Savior, I wanna give you an opportunity to do that today. And so in just a moment, I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. And, and you can pray along with me, and it's not about repeating these words, these aren't magic words, it's about you from your heart, communicating with God that you want to receive Jesus as Savior. But I'll, I'll help you with that, I'll give you some words you can use in your prayer. You don't have to pray out loud, God knows what you're thinking, God knows what's in your heart, you can pray silently to him and you can receive Jesus as Savior. Eternal life, forgiveness of sins, God moving into your life, and making good changes. So let's all bow our heads today. Everyone bow your head, close your eyes. No one looking around, please. I want to uh, give you an opportunity to receive Jesus as Savior. If you say, yes, I do want to settle this once and for all, I want to receive Jesus, then right now, silently, but sincerely, from your heart, pray this with me. Say, God, I know that I have sinned. And I see that my sins have separated me from you. And I know if I die this way that I'll be separated forever in hell. That's not what I want. I believe that Jesus is who the Bible says he is. I believe that he died on the cross paying the penalty for my sins and rose again. And right now, the very best I know how, I I receive Jesus as my Savior. I, I accept his payment for the penalty for my sins. Amen. All right, heads bowed, eyes closed still. If you just prayed that prayer with me and you were sincere and meant it from your heart, you now have eternal life. When this life ends, you will go on living with God in heaven. Every sin has been forgiven. You will never be held to account over you as far as a relationship with God goes ever again. And God himself has moved in. Now, the Bible says that when we make this decision, we ought to act on it. We ought to do something about it. And I want to give you one small opportunity here right now in the beginning to act upon this. So again, everybody's head bowed, eyes closed. I'm going to ask you in just a moment, if you prayed with me to receive Christ as Savior, I'm going to ask you to raise your hand. That'll be your first act of saying, yes, I have done this, I'm acting on this, and then I will be able to pray for you as well that God would really... Help you to understand and work in your life. So, if you prayed with me just a moment ago to receive Jesus, Savior, right now, no one else looking. Would you just raise your hand up? Yes, I see that hand. I see that hand. Yes, I see that. Yep, on the side. Yep, on the other side. I see those hands. Yes. Anyone else want to raise your hand? Yes, I see that hand. Thank you, Father. Thank you so much for these people who prayed today to receive your Son as Savior. Thank you, Father, that they now have eternal life and their sins are forgiven and and you have moved in. Father, I pray that that you would work in their lives to help them understand that. And I pray also, Father, that they would let us help them to understand it. That we can open the Bible with them and help them to understand this decision, what it means in their lives and, and help them to live the life that you have now put in their hearts to live. Oh, Father, thank you for your great goodness to us and your love for us and this awesome gift that you have given us of eternal life. And I pray it in Jesus' name. Amen. Man, it's so exciting to me. There, you guys, a bunch of you all over the place today pray to receive Jesus' savior. That's awesome. <laughs> And we really would like to talk with you about that. Um, Not to get anything from you, just to help you with some things, okay? And so I would encourage you, you, certainly you can talk to me about it. You say, hey, I prayed with you, I I don't know what's next. Uh, But also, out in our foyer, there's a big sign out there that says, The Path, and there'll be somebody there who can help you. Say, hey, what do I do next? What's the next step? And we would really love to help you with that in your life.